is Zena, and you're listening to the Stay Fit, Stay Lit podcast. If you're ready to take your fitness, your body, and your life to the next level, then this is the place to be. And I'm so excited you're here, so now let's begin. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. So glad you decided to listen in. So I want to talk about how to make a workout schedule that makes sense and how to simplify your life because 2020 has been an insane year. And I realized that this pandemic and this lockdown and the election coming up, it is so crazy and the whole world is going through this together, right? So it's like the whole world is going through this sort of really crazy time in history. And I know that even in the Middle East, there's a lot of things happening that are just, every time I check the news, it's absolutely insane. And I feel like, you know what? This is not to diminish what's going on at all. It's just that we have to learn how to simplify our own lives because of what's happening. That's what I feel like is really going to be a major key for everybody to kind of just move forward in a healthy way. Like this time is for cutting what's just not working. You got to literally drop the bad habits. You got to drop the negative self-talk. You got to drop the self-sabotage, the second-guessing yourself. That's what I'm feeling because at this point in time, there's so much collective uncertainty. It's really coming down to the obvious answer is that we all have to just take personal responsibility. Like, what if you could just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to make sure that my life is on point, that I'm moving in the right direction, that every single day I'm going to wake up and work out. Or if you don't like to work out in the morning, I'm not a morning person. We're going to talk about that. But like, you know, every day I'm going to wake up with the intention to do good for myself in the world, you know, like real good, not like wake up and do something destructive and, you know, try to disguise it as fun. I mean, I feel like so much bad things get disguised as fun. So when I say like, you should have fun every day and like, you should do the things you love every day. Like, hopefully it's like this. I feel like how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you're doing true good, that's going to amplify. It's going to expand. It's going to keep this sort of like ripple effect. So if you're really doing good, then that means everything you do is a positive thing. And that positive thing is rubbing off on other people. Like for instance, my teaching classes, that's a good thing for me. And it's a good thing for the people that go. It's a win-win, right? I feel like life is all about creating win-wins. That was even something in the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I think you should read. I think everybody should read books about habits and the brain. And that's something I like to do all the time is read. Um, When I lived in New York, I was able to read a lot more because I was always taking public transportation or I was in a cab. So being able to sit down and read was actually really cool. But now that I live in Amsterdam, I'm on a bike. So that's a big reason I even started this podcast is because now I'm learning more through podcasts just because my commutes involve biking instead of sitting and going places. So that's something else too, is learning how to adapt, right? That is literally what working out is about. Um, and really getting results from your workout comes from you understanding how to adapt, how to change, how to literally manage, yeah, manage an actual physical, tangible change in your life that you can see, that you can feel. It's like your body, that you're in it, you know, and understanding that like, even though life feels really uncertain right now, it's always been uncertain, Like uncertainty isn't going away when the pandemic goes away or when we figure out who the next president is. 
uncertainty is something we live with moment by moment. So instead of feeling anxious with this uncertainty, we have to embrace it. That's our true, like that's our nature. That's our life is being in these moments of uncertainty. So I feel like reframing everything in your mind to see it as a positive is really helpful. Like sometimes when I think about the crazy stuff I've been through, I really like sometimes, you know, I process things and I like to work through my emotions and give myself the space to do what I need to do to like heal myself, journal, go to therapy sometimes if it's really that serious. Like I've been two or three times to therapy when I've had like certain issues. So I'm not talking about like don't get help if you don't need it. But on a certain level, when you boil it all down, once you've processed things, you got to understand that like first off, the thoughts in the universe, the thoughts that we have are not always our own. Like, we've all had thoughts that are not our own. They're just thoughts that are just out there. Like, common thoughts. Like, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Like, that's not your thought. You didn't make that up. You've heard it before. And that's just what it is. Is like, sometimes we have to remember that there's something bigger than us. There's this governing force, the universe, God, whatever, like, that has more power and control over us than maybe we realize. So even if you've been through a hard time, sometimes we have to remember that, like, we don't even know anything really. So just try to just go with the flow of it all because even if you have the things that society tells you you should have, at the end of the day, we've all, I feel like, if you're a millennial, and no matter what age you're in, but, like, I feel like my generation is millennial and Generation Z, like, I don't know, growing up with the internet we kind of have all like lifted the veil off of like society and we're all kind of just like, okay, life is really vast and really strange. And you know, when you break it down, you can break it all the way down into atoms and particles and the cosmos and the universe and things can get really complex. And when you realize that, when you realize that there's so much to life that we don't understand, it sometimes helps you realize that maybe the problems that you have that seem so big, aren't as big as you thought. Maybe there are bigger things out there that you can put your mind to. And even if those bigger things are still something that's in the world, I'm not saying you have to go be a space scientist, but like, you know, sometimes you have to remember that like, no one really knows how we got here. No one really knows what's going on. So try not to get too weighed down into this human experience emotionally. Because if there's one thing I think we've all figured out by now is that our mental and emotional health is like everything for our comfort level while we're here, right? You know, when I look back, like sometimes I get into these weird YouTube spirals where I, uh, you know, end up in like, you know, videos from the 1700s. And I remember watching that, like, okay, if you had a headache in the 1700s, a doctor would literally drill you know, a hole into your skull to let blood out. Like we were so, that was the dark ages. That was literally called the dark ages. I feel like human beings have come such a long way, right? Like there was a point in time when just so many crazy things were happening and it's not all necessarily bad, but we've come a long way through science and understanding technology. And, and, you know, I just feel like we've come to this place now where even like I just got done watching Stranger Things. I don't know if you guys know, but it's a show on Netflix that takes place in the 80s, right? And I was born in 1989, but like I grew up without the internet. There was a point in my life where, you know, in the show, a kid goes missing 
and they all go look for him like the whole town is screaming in the woods with dogs and in my head I'm thinking yeah that's exactly what would have happened when I was a kid you know I didn't have a cell phone I didn't have a cell phone until I was 14 and even then you know it wasn't like a tracking device the way that they are now like I grew up with the first, you know, home MacBook computers and, you know, I grew up with the AOL dial-up and you only had one computer in the house to all the way now where it's like I have several computers in my home and iPhones and iPads like and they are extremely great tracking devices, right? You can use that thing to find anyone and anything and everyone has a Facebook profile now, right? We have grown up without technology to the point of having this technology and I feel like with that, we have learned a lot about each other. We can share experiences and information a lot faster, right? The exchange of information. That's why we're in the age of information. We are currently in the point in history when information is like the hottest commodity, right? And even myself as a trainer, I feel this, right? My The demand for me to even be in the market didn't even happen until about now, right? Until about 10 years ago when I started. Like even in this industry, I've seen how training went from being something that was just not as heard of to the point where it's like, yeah, like I'm experiencing people like it's almost hard to find somebody who hasn't worked with a trainer before. So we're in this age of information now and we've understood that mental and emotional health really matters for our overall well-being and ability to, I guess, create positive outcomes, right? Because we can look at the world and we can look at the news and we can see the craziness and it's like, how is this happening? And it really kind of comes down to like just being in a bad mental state. Like, okay, and this isn't me talking trash. This is just, okay, I watched the presidential debate with Donald Trump and Joe Biden and like you can look at the curve in Donald Trump's spine and he just looks like he has kyphosis I mean that's literally he looks like he's in pain right and when you're in pain when you're in physical pain when your spine is physically misaligned your mind is misaligned and you're not making good decisions right Donald Trump makes a lot of very terrible decisions because he has clearly not the best physical, mental, emotional health. It's just real. Like you can just see it. It's not even me hating, you know, like personally, you know, I don't even want to talk about politics. I feel like I left America for a reason that right there should tell you enough. So with that being said, like, you know, just looking at him in the presidential debate, I was just like, wow, that curve in his spine is just really must be painful. His neck, his shoulder, all that must just be all out of whack. And yeah, I just feel like I was having a talk today. I was like, I personally feel like the president should have to pass a physical fitness test. You know, at this point in time, I feel like being fit, being healthy, being capable is so important. It's insane. It, it literally can hinder your ability to make the right decisions in life. Like, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I just feel like, you know, we have to make sure that we're all taking care of our health, our minds, our bodies. It matters. It matters. And that's why I want to talk about, okay, how do you make a workout schedule then? After all that, we're going we're gonna to simplify it even more. And it's like this. You have to decide what you want out of fitness. You have to decide your goals for you. And everybody has a different goal. And for the most part, I would say most people really, they want to improve the way they look and feel. They want to get rid of their lower back pain. Like, there's a lot of universal problems I've discovered as a trainer. Like a lot of people have a lot of the same problems when it comes to 
like physical health and a lot of it comes from like our collective lifestyle of sitting down a lot you know what I mean you sit down a lot you get tight hips lower back right you just start feeling lethargic and the eating situation like that's why we need everybody on board it makes things a lot easier it's a lot easier to get healthy food when there's people around you that understand the value of healthy food right so that's why a lot of times in America there's the obesity crisis because a lot of people are very I guess maybe not as self-aware not realizing that the food in America is just filled with crazy stuff making you fat right all the food around you is this fast food and that comes from people not being as aware right and I feel like for me I started getting aware about what I was eating from reading books right I've always read books about nutrition in the body um and it's weird because in school, like, I was really good at anatomy. Like, I was one of the top in my class. Like, when I was in high school, I graduated, like, top four in anatomy. But, like, I didn't really care about science. I knew I was never going to be a doctor or anything like that. But anatomy, I just felt like, wow, this is super useful. I remember being in high school and a lot of the stuff, I was like, I don't really care about history or this English course. But you know what? This human anatomy stuff, this seems super useful. Um... I did like English, though. I did like reading the Iliad and the Odyssey. I've always liked reading. Anyways, but back to the point of making a workout schedule. Like, deciding what your goal is. This Knowing what you want. Do you want to drop body fat? Do you want to build some lean mass? Do you want to run a marathon? Do you want to learn how to dance? Like, there's so many different things you can do with your body. Do you want to learn how to rollerblade? Do you want to learn how to lift weights? Like, or do you not even care? Do you just want to learn how to stretch better? Like, do you want to try yoga? Like... There's so many different things that you got to pick. And I would just say this, try everything until you know what you want to do and what you want to really get good at. Because I think that it's really good to focus on maybe one discipline in the beginning and just sort of use that as your chance to build the schedule, right? You know, you're going to work out three times a week. Start with that three to four times a week and you have a plan, right? Using your calendar. That's it. How do you make the schedule? You have to physically make the schedule. You have to actually get into your phone, get into your calendar, and block out time to do it. Or if you like to write stuff down by hand, get into your journal, your calendar, and write it down. Block out the time. Understand what you're going to have to do. Make sure you're going to have the clothes. You need the clothes, right? Get your clothes, whatever equipment you need. Make sure it gets done. Um, and start there. That's what I would say. Is like you got to start with three to four times a week. Three to four times a week. I think four times is better just because more often than not is better. Personally, I work out six days a week, uh, and most of those times, it's two times a day. So I teach my spin classes, and then I lift weights. Yeah. So, you know, um, and you have to make sure you have the food ready to go. That's what I was saying. You have to make sure that the timing is right for you, that you're going to be able to hit the caloric requirements that you need. You have requirements, your body, your body has requirements, you know, so I have a whole episode about that, about knowing your BMR, knowing your total daily energy expenditure, knowing what those terms mean and how they relate to you and your body, knowing that you have to eat and that you have to actually spend time preparing the food, buying the food, cooking the food, whatever it is, you're going to have to invest maybe more time now into the food preparation. That doesn't necessarily mean that you need to make all your meals in advance, I tried that in New York. I tried doing the um, meal prep thing, but I don't know. I just, see, me personally, people ask me this a lot. I cook all the time because my food has to taste good, and I'm a good cook. It took me a while. 
in the beginning, I was like a very food is fuel person. You know, I started cooking as a kid. I went to college and, you know, I kind of cooked just basic stuff, pasta, very basic seasoning, salt, pepper. Um, and then, you know, after college, I went to New York and New York is when I learned how to cook. Definitely. I learned how to cook in New York, but at the same time, like the only way to live in New York is to just get stuff in the street. Like there's no way you're going to cook every meal in New York city. It's just not even possible. So a lot of the time I would say 50% of my day, you know, you're stopping by a salad shop or you're getting a fresh green juice. Like you could run into stores and get things like that. So it was really nice living there. You could always get a healthy meal on the go. It definitely costs more money, but just for the time, the convenience, I was just doing that so often that like, you know, um, my cooking was good, but now that I'm in Amsterdam, my cooking is crazy good because I just feel like the lifestyle out here, my situation out here just calls for me to cook a lot more. And, um, so I really don't like leftovers. That was a long explanation to say that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not to be bougie or anything like that, but I'm kind of bougie when it comes to food and water. Like I got to have the best water. I drink sparkling water like every day. Um, yeah, I cook hot, fresh meals like all the time. Like if I can't get it like hot and fresh, like I don't want it. You know what I mean? Um, but Hey, you know what? Some people love leftovers. Some people love a good microwave meal. And I'm not saying I don't ever have leftovers. It's just, I have to eat so much anyways that by the time I get to some leftover portions, like, I don't know. I just like to have something different every day. But yeah, if that works for you, you got to do it. Like, again, I've done it before. I've done the leftover, you know, bring your box lunch and you have the meals prep for the, the week. And like, if that works for you, do it. I know people that like to prep their whole, my brother, he just preps his lunch for the whole week. That just works for him. One meal. He has one meal prepped for the whole week. Cool. It's in a bag. It's ready to go. You grab it. You move on. I think that's cool if that's what you want to do. Um, but you have to create a system for yourself and your system can be your system. Um, and yeah, I feel like, you know, you have to have things that you want to do. How do you envision your body, your life? Like, how do you want to spend your day? How do you want to spend your time? And you got to write this stuff down and you have to keep doing this. I feel like something I've realized is that I have reached a certain level of success in my life. Sometimes I feel like I haven't and I'm just barely started, but I have to also acknowledge that, okay, I really have been in business for 11 years now. I started in 2009. Sorry guys, I'm not the best with math. So what is that? 11 years, 10 years, something like that. I've been in business, you know, I've been able to live in New York. I've been able to travel the world. I've been able to eat whatever I want every day. I've been able to live my life the way I wanted to on my terms. And it does feel good. And the thing is though, is that every level you get to, it's like, okay, I reach a certain goal here, a certain income goal there, or, you know, a certain training goal here, a certain personal life goal there. And every time you have to sit back and reevaluate like, cool, where do I want to take it next? What do I want to do? How do I want to spend my time from here? Because you're always growing, you're always evolving and you're not always going to be the same person forever. I've had a lot of mentors in a lot of different areas of my life and I realized the other day, you know, that like, you're always going to want something else. It just doesn't matter. You get to whatever goal you want, you're going to want something else. And that's a good thing. We have to feel good about wanting more instead of like, oh, I want more. Great. I was comfortable. And now I have to like get uncomfortable again. You will have to get uncomfortable. So we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We have to learn how to love having a story to tell. I love having a story to tell. 
I love, like, I'm going to tell you guys the story of, like, how I started in New York and just this crazy, just bootleg room in the middle of Brooklyn, you know, like I was putting my, I had a Dell PC. I was putting it in the freezer cause it was overheating. Like I was just so not knowing what I was going to do. This is like the first week I moved to New York, a complete mess. Just had like one suitcase of clothing, didn't have any friends, no money, nothing lined up. And by the end of the week, I had gotten myself some clients, I had got myself a brand new computer, I found myself a new place to live, I had started working like right away, started my fitness business, started that going, um, I had it going before I got there, but you know, started it going in New York and just, yeah, you know, by eight months I had found my one bedroom that I really loved, I had clients going, it was cool, you know, but those eight months, man, a lot of ups and downs, (laughs) A lot of renting rooms on Craigslist and working at bars and just all sorts of weird things I had to do for a few months to get going. And not even that I had to do, that I wanted to do. I felt like there was so much stuff I had to get out of the way. Like, I was a movie extra. I did modeling. Like, this was all, like, the first eight months. I was like, okay. I thought I was going to work in the TV industry. I had a, a job at, like, CBS, BET, television networks. Like, I had a lot going on the first year of New York. I had to really figure out what I wanted to do. It was like I was cutting the fat, you know? Um, because yeah, I feel like I've always been a creative person. I always love doing creative things. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Something at that time was just calling me really loudly to do fitness. Like I could hear it above everything else. It's weird. I I know that like, you're going to get called to do things in life. Like I feel like we have free will and we pick the things that we want to do. And at the same time, I feel like there's something within us. I feel like maybe we all are kind of born with maybe these gifts that we were meant to have in a certain way. You know what I mean? And I feel like every time somebody would bring up fitness for me as like a career path, like a light would go off, you know? And every time I would make a decision in fitness, it always has worked out. It That's just, it's insane. Like I've started other businesses before and I've really wanted them and I've put the money in and the months in And I would just lose interest. I would just lose interest, um, like e-commerce sort of things. And I tried affiliate marketing and I tried blogging for somebody else. Like somebody reached out to me and they wanted me to, I had a lot of opportunities to sort of do like ghostwriting and making videos for YouTubers, like and editing. Like I had a lot of skills coming out of college. I still do. I feel like I'm a very creative person and I like to sharpen those skills, but my main thing ended up being fitness I mean, yeah, music as well, but fitness, music, fitness, such a strong part of who I am, what I do. And like, like I was saying, anytime fitness has been involved, it's just always like easily and smoothly worked out. Not because I haven't worked for it, but it just, it just always felt like the path of least resistance. And I think that's important to know. It's like, you got to take the path of least resistance in your own fitness journey, right? Like for me, I tried disciplines. I tried running. I did cross country running for like a year and in uh, high school and I did good at it. I was okay at it, but like I wasn't in love with it. I just remember kind of dreading looking forward to the runs. Like I was excited to hang out with my friends and I knew I was getting a workout. And because of the running, I had lost a lot of weight. Those of you that maybe don't know my whole story, I was really big. I used to be, you know, fat. I used to be obese and now I'm not. Now I'm super in shape and stuff. And like, At one point in time, I was just super big and overweight and I lost weight. And part of that was through running. So I thought, okay, well, if running got me in shape 
you know, and, and help me lose weight. It's kind of what I, I have to keep doing it, but it never stuck with me, right? I was like, meh, it felt really hard to like make myself go on a run. But spin in 2009, I started doing that and I've been doing it consistently ever since. I still teach spin classes. They're still fun for me. I still love doing it. I have the energy to do it. it I love doing it, right? But I tried teaching Zumba. Taught Zumba for like a year or two, just wasn't for me. Like making dance moves, like I love to dance, but I'm not a choreographer. You know what I'm saying? So even in the fitness space, like I had to kind of find my lane. And the path of least resistance for me has always been in like the spin lane and the personal training. I love lifting weights. I I lift weights all the time. I teach calisthenics. I teach TRX. I teach you how to lift weights, barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells. I'm a weight lifter and my cardio for me is spin, you know? Um, so yeah, I've done so many other disciplines, like I said, and I'm not saying I won't explore other ones, but I also know like, I'm never going to teach yoga. Like I know never say never, but like, that's just not even my energy. That's just not even, I love going to yoga though. I'll come take your yoga class. I love yoga. I highly recommend it. It's just not the discipline for me. That feels like a path. That feels like an uphill battle, right? Um, so I think when you're trying to figure out what's going to work for you in the fitness space, as far as like what you want to do, it'll feel fun. Like not necessarily easy. Nobody says it's going to be easy. Like when I'm lifting weights, I'm, I'm lifting weights. I'm cussing. I'm like, you know, like, ah, I'm screaming. It's hard. And sometimes I'm like, I want to quit mid set and like not easy, but it will feel good for you to do it. You'll feel happy about it. You'll feel accomplished. It'll show up as results in your body because as much as results are a formula, there is a formula to results. If you want to build muscle, burn fat, um, we can talk about the numbers. We can talk about scientifically how that process works, how the body synthesizes carbs and proteins and fats and turns it into muscle and that sort of thing. But really, results are also coming from you being happy with how you're training. That happiness is going to manifest physically. Really, it is. It is. Um, I learned that when I was in college. My senior year, I was so stressed out. I went to college for broadcast news. Ah, see that. You see, I'm still broadcasting. I was like, I, I'm not, I don't work in the news because because there's a lot of conspiracy stuff I got to figure out with that. Um, but like, and yeah, it, working in those news corporations, that felt really hard for me to do. Like, I remember they sat me down in front of the anchor chair and I was just like, oh, no, this is not my chair. This is not this ain't really where I'm supposed to be, right, um, in the corporate news place, but I've always, like, loved having a radio show, I had a radio show in college, I've always been invited onto my friend's podcast, like, yeah, sometimes people actually reach out to me, I do sometimes just, like, I would get paid to do podcasts for people, because I actually love this, I love the side of actually having a conversation, actually talking, um, this feels easy, right, the things in your life that feel easy, not not easy because it's not a challenge, but easy because you want it. I think that's what you should you should do. I hope that this is useful. I realize that as much as I try to stay on track with an idea when I podcast, it kind of just goes all over the place. But, you know, maybe making a workout schedule isn't that complicated, you know? Um, and so much of it, it depends on what you want to do, right? So that's why sometimes people ask me, like, why don't I share more fitness advice online and this and that? And I realized this. I do a one-on-one program because everybody has to really define that for themselves. 
Like, I can't just sit here and say, hey, you should definitely do legs on Monday, arms on Tuesday, Wednesday do core, Thursday do this, because it just effing depends. Everybody has a whole set of imbalances. Everybody has a different metabolism. Everybody has a different schedule. Everybody has a just different, like, circadian rhythm. Like, there's so many diff- different things that we have to figure out about ourselves. So that's why I'd rather just give you more general frameworks to work within because it's like, like I was saying the time of day that you work out, it doesn't really matter. Like you can work out. I work out at 11 PM. A lot of the times, like I'm always the last one to leave the gym at night. You know, if you gave me that option, I'm the last one there. Like I'm a night person all the way. So some people, they don't want to work out at 8 PM at night. That would just make them sick to their stomach. They want to work out at 6 AM. They want to work out at 8 AM. So you have to find the time of day that's going to work for you and your circadian rhythm. And I think you should honor your circadian rhythm. A lot of people have asked me, have you ever tried like getting up earlier and this and that? And like, I don't think you need to get up at a certain time to be successful in your life. That that's a BS story. Look, get eight hours of sleep. It doesn't matter when be effective in your job and in your work and you'll be fine. I'm so much more about being effective than just burning up all your time for the sake of burning up all your time. You don't need to be like anybody else. You don't need to follow anybody else's schedule, okay? I'm a night person. I'm going to be going to bed at like 3 a.m. today, waking up at 11 a.m. That sounds great. 3 a.m. to 11 a.m., that's me. Unless I'm working at the club. I'm a DJ. And then I have to be in bed at like 7 a.m. But that works for me. I can easily, if you need me to stay up until 7 a.m., I'm your girl. Any time of day. Now, if you need me to get up and wake up at like 6 a.m., to be somewhere at seven, that's different. <laughs> you know, if you need me to come DJ party from two to seven, that's, I can do that. But if you need me to wake up at 7 a.m. and come work and to come teach a class, like I hate teaching those early morning classes and everyone knows it. I'm not the one. I'm not working out in the morning. Don't ask me to do it, please. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> some people though, they love it. They want to wake up and jump out of bed and jump into the gym. No, not me. And I love fitness. This is my actual literal business is fitness. And I'm not working out with you in the morning. I used to do it. I tried. I tried rewiring my circadian rhythm. When I lived in New York, I tried. There was like for the first year or two, I was the morning person, but it took everything to get me up and I never slept. I was just living off of caffeine. I was living off of double espressos and I just can't live that life anymore all right I have to feel rested I have to get quality sleep I know this now I need REM and I would lay down at 9 p.m and just try to close my eyes and for weeks and I I even tried it even in Amsterdam I was like hey maybe I'll try maybe I'll live in a different side of the world maybe I'll become a morning person no I'm going to bed at 3 a.m I got blackout curtains I'll see you at noon right don't ask me to be anywhere before noon and I'll be happy with you. <laughs> That's pretty much how I feel. Um, so how do you make a workout schedule? Decide what you want. Decide what your goals are. And just do it, man. Set aside the time to eat. Make sure you get enough time to eat, to sleep. You got to get your sleep. So important. Why? Because human growth hormone gets released when you sleep. Human growth hormone is the most necessary hormone you need. You need human growth hormone. That's what repairs your skin. That's what keeps you healthy. So most of it gets released when you sleep. Your muscles mostly grow when you sleep. You got to eat enough, you got to train enough, and you got to sleep enough. So scheduling the time to actually get good quality sleep, 
don't sleep with your TV on. Don't sleep with your phone by your head, right? Make sure that you're getting away from all the radiation of these Wi-Fi devices. Get that Bluetooth out your Delta waves. So our brain has different waves, right? Our brain has different waves and, and stuff. So making sure that you're not interfering with your natural brain waves too much before you go to sleep, I think is a good one. Getting enough water. Okay, you actually have to schedule that in because it's not just going to happen. And that's the thing, you know, you have to make sure that like in the beginning, you're really paying attention to what you're doing. Like I highly suggest you always log your food because you don't know what you're eating unless you know what you're eating, right? So logging your food, making sure that you're really taking track of what you're doing. And eventually it feels like second nature, right? In the beginning of anything, it's going to feel like, wow, this is extra. Wow, I have to exert effort. And that's good because you want to keep being a student of life. You want to keep being able to grow and evolve. Remember when you were a kid and like you just jumped up and did everything new and you didn't care how stupid you looked and you would work on something all day and all night. And yeah, like that's what makes life fun is to try something and to keep trying things. So let's make workout schedules for ourselves that work. Get a piece of paper, write something down, and once you get started, you'll know what to do. So much of life is intuition. So much of knowing what to do next is already inside of you. If you just listen, if you just slow down, if you just get that journal out, if you just sit down with yourself and meditate, the answers come to you. The answers have always come to me. They always come to everybody. So yeah, that's why you have to learn how to literally listen. Listening is a skill. So I teach spin classes. It's music-based. It's 100% on the beat. And like, everybody's like, how do you have the beat so well? And it's like, because I spent years of my life playing instruments. And when you practice an instrument, there's a metronome in your ear that keep you on the beat. It's like this. It sounds like this. I'm going to snap. It sounds like that right in your ear. So you're playing music along. You have to talk on the beat. You have to play on the beat. You cannot miss that. It's just on it. You just hear it. You can't miss it. There it is. That's how you build rhythm. You have to be on it. So when I was practicing music as a kid, there's a metronome literally in your ear and you're playing notes onto the rhythm, right? It doesn't just come naturally. So even listening, listening to music, listening to your own intuition is actually something that takes practice. Learning how to meditate, learning how to be the observer of your mind, not letting your mind rule you, but literally sitting down, breathing, seeing all your thoughts come up and being able to pick and choose which ones feel and sound right for you um, and your feelings too. So wow, this is how we simplify our life. We talk about a lot of complicated things. <laughs> but the thing is, is like the truth is we are complicated organisms. As much as we want to have simplicity, when you really think about everything it takes to live the human experience, it's a lot. And we should just embrace that. There are, we are just so multifaceted. There's so many different areas and layers to each and one of our existences, our lives, our careers, our relationships, our everything is like a layer and we just have to acknowledge that you know we just have to acknowledge the complexity of our life and maybe that's what makes it feel simple you know when we realize that hey at the end of the day I think if you get good food if you have people around you that you like to be around if you can work out take care of your body and do something you love to do every day that's going to bring you enough money to feel good. You know? I think that's kind of it. I think that's what we can do. I think 
that would be the best thing we can do for ourselves and start to create that positive ripple effect, right? Because once you take care of the basics, now you have a foundation that you can build the greatness on. Because I know we all have something inside of us. We all have, we all have potential to be, do, and live crazy, amazing lives, right? So you have to have your basics down though. You know, it's like, I tell this to people like all the time, like, you know, you can't just be like, if you want to be a movie director and, you know, you want to hire all these actors and you have this script that you wrote that you want to bring to life, like you have to have the budget, right? And even before you have the budget, you have to have like your own apartment. You have to have your own like life together. You have to have your own clothes and and wash your clothes and wash your dishes and sweep your floors. Like you have to have that stuff down. Like, I don't think life's going to reward you with, like, you know, the opportunity to become, you know, this award-winning movie director if you have a hard time just even, like, covering your basics, you know? Like, if you can't even brush your teeth and you're not paying your bills and you don't have the lights on and you're skipping school and you can't hold down a job or whatever, like, how are you going to actually live your greatness, you know? And then it's like okay, get your basics down and start thriving. You know, you have to actually practice like thriving. You got to actually continue to be abundant. And I feel like fitness gives you that opportunity. Fitness is more than fixing a problem. It's never been about fixing a problem. I don't think fitness is about fixing any sort of problems. It's just about becoming more self-aware and literally thriving, right? Because as long as you're to be a hundred million thousand percent real, like I feel like if you just want to be healthy on an average level, all you would really need to do is like walk for 30 minutes a day, three times a week. Cool. And eat some fruits and vegetables every day, like have a piece of fruit and some vegetables every day. And you would be good. Like you don't need that much activity just to be averagely healthy and fit. The thing is, is that I think that most of us now, we want to look good for the gram. No, I mean, yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but like for real, people want to look good. They want to feel like they're overachievers. They want to do all this fun, cool stuff. They want to travel and look hot and wear a swimsuit and, you know, go to do all these amazing things and write a book and give a speech. And like, you want to, yeah, you want to thrive. You want to feel like you look good while you're doing those things. And like, I feel like now fitness is more geared towards that energy. It's not just about like, oh man, I have to fix my, my problem in my body. It's a punishment to work out. It's now like, okay, I want to thrive. I want to be hot. I want to be cool. I want to be young. I want to look good forever. I want to feel amazing. I want to just have this courageousness about me. I want to have this confidence. I want to have it all. Like we want to have it all. And if you want to have it all, I know that having the body is a big part of that. It's a big part of it, yo. We all want it. And the way we get there is to remind ourselves that we have to make ourselves our number one priority. You have to prioritize yourself. Like, I know a lot of people have jobs and people, it's crazy. People are willing to get up and do anything for this job, right? You have to have that same energy for yourself, even if you have to do it after work, right? If you have a job and like, you feel like, okay, oh man, I really want to work out, but I don't have time. Like, you got to figure that out. You got to set boundaries with yourself, you know, because at the end of the day, you can't perform at a job very well if you're not taking care of yourself and you never want to get to a place in your life where you resent the people or the situations around you because you're not doing what you know you need to do for yourself. So with that being said, I think that's where we're going to end it today. Yeah. So many different thoughts. 
hopefully some of those thoughts resonated with you. And yeah, if you're feeling this, I would love it if you could share this podcast with somebody that you think should listen to it or send me a DM on Instagram and let me know you listen to it. Send a, you know, tag me in your story. Let the world know you found stay fit, stay lit. And that's what we're doing, you know, we're staying fit, we're staying lit. I realize this, that like we all have problems, you know, and I think that if you really have a real issue in your life, you should go help. You should go talk to somebody that can help you. Right. You should go talk to somebody that is specialized in that issue and they can guide you. Um, and at the same time, my point is this, is that like, I feel like I'm at that place in my life. Where I'm just going to wear my problems on my sleeve because <laughs> I know that we all have them and there's nothing to be ashamed of. We all are in this human existence. We all have our own struggles and stories and dilemmas. And, you know, it, it's like we can just help each other, even just by listening to each other, even just by listening to each other. That helps a lot. And yeah, I feel like hopefully, you know, my intake and advice on fitness is helping y'all too. Let me know. I would love to know what you want me to talk about next. Sorry if it sounded weird. I'm still getting used to recording in here. So anyways, guys, I'm going to head out, share this episode with somebody, take care of yourself, drink enough water, do what you need to do for yourself every single day. Remember that nobody can take care of you the way you could take care of you. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you learned something useful and enjoyed what you listened to. And if you did, please feel free to take a screenshot of today's episode and post it in your Instagram stories. And be sure to tag me at Aminazina underscore fitness because I want to meet you and I want to shout you out. So thanks again. And until the next time, stay fit, stay lit.